there, please, to the book of Job in the Old Testament. The book of Job. We have been thinking this fall, since the 1st of October, about trusting God in life change. And today we want to think about a change in a sense of security. Because that may well be what Job experienced. It's something that you and I experience. I remember as a child straying from my mother in a department store and finally realizing that I couldn't see her anymore. I remember the fear that gripped my heart, my heart and the, the hot tears that coursed down my cheeks as I realized that I was lost. My security was gone, and I ran up and down the aisles until finally I found her. And I remember, too, the relief that came to me when I realized that I was safe again. Perhaps you've had an experience like that in your life. A feeling of security is a human need. If a child is deprived of a sense of safety, that child will detrimentally be affected in his development. Children need to have security. Can you remember some of you who are old enough being in grade school or perhaps even high school back in the 1950s and being taught how to duck and cover? You remember them talking about the possibility of an atomic war in the United States and uh, bombs being dropped on us by Russia? And we were told how to get under our desks and cover our heads. Well, that wasn't a real less strong lesson in security, let me tell you, for an elementary age kid. You wondered if the world was going to last till tomorrow. All of us face insecurities in life. The wife needs security that she's the most important person to her husband. A husband needs to know that his wife admires him. An employee needs to know when he's done a job well and that his or her work is valued. Any of us needs security of friends who care and understand. Besides people kinds of security, <clears throat> there are other kinds of security that we need. I remember my grandmother who would not come to visit us because she wanted to be home when the Social Security check came. Now never mind that it would come two weeks after she got back from the visit. She had to be there in case it came early, two weeks early. Now that would be a case for the government. <laughs> the loss of security at any time is distressful. And all of us have, at some time or another, in some way or another, felt that kind of distress. Whatever it was or whoever it was that we depended upon failed us. And we were left vulnerable and fearful. My point is this, that everyone has a basic need of feeling secure. But when we think of life change, Job experienced such sweeping change as none of us has ever experienced. In one day, he went from comfortable security to the loss of nearly everything. Yet he did not lose his faith. We're going to begin reading in verse 1, where it says, In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys. And he had a large number of servants. 
He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. His sons used to take turns holding feasts in their homes, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would send and have them purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. Verse 13, One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby and the Sabaeans attacked and carried them off. They put the servants to the sword and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the sky and burned up the sheep and the servants and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. And while he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down our camels and carried them off. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are dead. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. And then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. And then in chapter 2, verse 7, So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. And he replied, You are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. In this story from Job, we're going to learn where we can find an unshakable security. You see, the issues that we face really are these. What is it that makes us feel secure? What threatens that security? And where can we find security that cannot be violated or broken? And so let's form those issues into questions and look at Job's story and come up with some answers. What encompasses your security? That's the first question. What encompasses your security? Security can be a rather abstract idea, therefore we need to quantify it in some way. Have you ever been asked, how's it going? Or how's the world treating you? You see, those are questions that are asking us to, in some way, quantify our feelings of security. How do you measure your security? 
Let's take a look at Job. Job was a righteous and godly man. God had blessed Job. And yet it might be argued, as Satan seemed to have, that it was the very blessings of God that made him so secure. Now his blessings from God included important things, family. He had seven sons and three daughters, according to verse 2. A large family, and especially a family with many sons, was very important to the ancient Orient. He had the blessing of possessions, many possessions. In fact, he was the greatest man of that region. And then Job had health. His age at this point may have been 60, 70 years. He lived another 140 after this. He was in the patriarchal period, probably around the time of Abraham, around 2000 B.C. when he lived. And so he had a long and full life. He had good health. Aren't these essentially the same things by which we measure our security, our family, having them near, being close with them, having harmony in the home? That's very important to all of us. And then possessions? Yes. We do tend to gain a sense of security by what we possess, how much is in the bank, our ability to gain more. Do we not also measure our security by our health? I've walked with Pastor Lutz the last couple of weeks as he's gone through this process of trying to determine what that spot in the lung is. And I have felt with him that, that threat to life, to security, that he felt. There are other ways that we measure our security. Some are more psychological. We feel more secure when we're in control. We feel more secure when we're being heard by those that we're speaking with, or when we are accepted by others. We're more secure when we think we're making a difference, or we have meaning in our world. When our soul needs are being satisfied, then we have a sense of security. But, how secure are these things? Though we often measure our security by these matters that I've mentioned, by these increments, the fact is that none of them, none of them is certain and lasting. It might be wise for all of us to take some time later today and to consider how we truly measure our sense of security. And that brings me to a very important second question. And that is, what endangers your security? First, how do you measure it? But then, what endangers that sense of security? Well, obviously, anything that can affect what we've just talked about can make us feel insecure. If we were to put it into one word, we would say what threatens or endangers our security is change. If something changes in our families, in our possessions, in our health, in our sense of well-being internally, 
our sense of being in control, our sense of making a difference or being accepted. A change in any of those things comes as a threat. Now, what was it that threatened Job? Well, in the first place, Job was threatened by people. The Sabaeans and the Chaldeans, two different groups, later who came into more prominence in that part of the world. But they're mentioned here in the book of Job as those who attacked Job's possessions. And as a result of that, he lost. He lost what was important. People were a threat. People are a threat sometimes to your security and mine. And then events threatened Job's security. There was the lightning, probably the meaning of the fire from God. There was this wind that came out of the desert, a dust storm perhaps. These natural disasters, these calamities, these events threatened his security. These kinds of things threaten our security as well. Events in our lives, that work review, that bad choice regarding stock, a lawsuit that is filed, a doctor's report, an accident. All of these events can threaten our sense of security. And then we see something else that Job really did not see, but we're told about. And that is that our sense of security can be threatened by Satan. Look back in chapter 1, again in verse 6. The scene shifts from on earth in Job's circumstances to a scene in heaven where it says, One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it, like a roaring lion, says Peter, seeking whom he may devour. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He's blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. You see, that's repeated again. This is God's evaluation of Job. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You've blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land, but stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well, then. Everything he has is in your hands, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. And that's when Job's troubles began. What we have here is some insight into cosmology. That's not the same as cosmetology. Cosmology is how you understand the universe to operate. What we have here is insight into a biblical worldview that incorporates into human events the reality of an invisible spiritual realm. And what we see is that Satan was able to threaten Job's sense of security. And we understand how it happened through this conversation that's recorded. 
And I think that we can say also that a sense of security can be threatened by God. God gave permission to Satan to do this. And there are times when God interferes in our lives and messes up our sense of security too. However, however, he never touches your base of security except for some ultimate and greater good. Because God is not the enemy of your security. Indeed, God wants you and me to enjoy a deep and abiding security in our lives. See, all of these things endanger Job's security. And like Job, you and I live in a fallen world of constant change, where sin's consequences make security in people or in things even those that are the blessings of God, tenuous at best. It is easy for these securities that we've talked about to be threatened because of the kind of world that we live in. That brings me to a third question, that is, what ensures your security? Is there any security that lasts is there any security that is sure? What ensures your security? Now I'm sad to say that for the lost person, there is no such thing. For the person who is outside of Jesus Christ, who has no relationship with God through faith in Christ, there is no guarantee of security in this world. There are no assurances for that person. There's nothing to rest upon. But for those of us who trust in Christ, there is a guarantee. There is something, there is someone to ensure our security. And that is the person of God himself. And the powerful promises that he has made to us. Is it not interesting that even Satan acknowledges that God had placed a hedge around Job. Notice that in verse 9. Have you, or verse 10, have you not put a hedge around him, his household, and everything he has? The word hedge comes from a verb that means to entwine. And the idea is to entwine something for protection. So the point is that God had placed a hedge of protection around Job and his family and all that he had because Job was a godly man. And coupled with that we see even Satan acknowledging, you, God, have blessed the work of his hands. So God had blessed Job. And may I say to you that this double blessing of protection and the blessing of God upon the work of our hands is the norm of the believer's life and experience. That is the normal situation that we live under by God's grace. Listen to these words from Deuteronomy 33. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms 
he will drive out your enemy before you, saying, destroy him. So Israel will live in safety alone. Jacob's spring is secure in a land of grain and new wine where the heavens drop dew. Those words spoken to ancient Israel, but applicable to the blessing of the believer. Psalm 5, verse 12 says, For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with favor as with a shield. Notice that, the blessing of God, the protection of God. That's the norm for the Christian. Psalm 34, verse 7, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. 1 Peter 1, 5, speaking of believers, he says, Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. The norm of the believer's experience is for God's protection and God's blessing upon his life. In Job's case, Satan was given permission to test Job. And yet, God limited Satan's strike. He said, you may go this far and no further. You see, Satan has none of the attributes of deity. He is a demigod. He is not a true God. He is a creature. He is responsible to God. Even here we see that he comes to present himself before God. And he is able to do this work only because God gives him license to do it. God keeps him on a leash. But why did God allow the suffering of his servant? Why did he allow all of the things that might be his sense of security to be stripped away? One commentator says the primary purpose of Job's suffering, unknown to him, was that he should stand before men and angels as a trophy of the saving might of God, an exhibit of divine wisdom. What Job really was in this time of trial was a weapon in the hand of God to destroy the lie of Satan. That lie being that Job served God only because God blessed him. That's a lie. And yet it was Satan's accusation. And so God allowed these circumstances to go as they did so that he could prove Satan's lie. The security of the believer, your security and mine, rests upon what we know to be true about God. That God is wise, that God is loving, that God is mighty. All of these things are true of him. And whatever may change in our circumstances, however our sense of security may be shattered, 
we can go back to this rock-solid foundation of who God is and who we are in Jesus Christ. That cannot change. And it is that which ensures our security. Listen to the words of the psalmist in Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though, listen now, the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with surging. We will not fear, because God is our refuge and strength. The National Geographic had a very interesting article in a recent issue regarding recent theories in tectonics. That is the study of how the mantle of the earth moves on the magma below it. As we stand anywhere upon the earth, below us there is constant movement and change. And sometimes that change produces earthquakes. And sometimes it produces volcanoes. Nowhere can you find security in this world. The psalmist says the mountains may quake. The seas may roar. But I have security in this, that the Lord is my refuge. He is an ever-present help in times of trouble. The word trouble means narrowness. When I'm squeezed, when I'm in distress because of change in my world, God is my refuge and strength. And so in conclusion, I want to say this, that ultimately your security and mine rests on your relationship and my relationship with God. That's where our security rests. It does not rest upon the ownership of family, of possessions, of health, of reputation, for all of these things can change. They are tenuous. They are temporal. They can be God's gifts to us, but they also can change. And they are certainly out of our control. But your relationship with God is unchanging. It is unchanging. Therefore, let who Jesus Christ is and who you are in Jesus Christ, if you're a believer, be the foundation for your feelings of security. Anything else can and eventually will change in your life. But the one thing that will not change is Jesus Christ and the relationship that you have to him. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then he mentions seven endangerments to our security. He says, shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution? What about famine, 
or nakedness, or danger, or sword. Notice the seven. He says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And if that's not enough, in verse 38 of Romans 8, he goes on to list ten more endangerments to our security. He says, I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, not the present, nor the future, nor any powers, nor height, or depth, or anything else in all of creation, ten things, all of which threaten security. He says, none of these things will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. None of them. Can you imagine the captain of a ship being driven in a stormy sea, having an anchor on board and trying to find a suitable place on board the vessel to put the anchor? First he puts it on the, the bow of the ship, but still the ship is tossed in the waves. Then he decides to put it back in the middle of the deck of the ship, and still the, the ship is tossed and torn. Finally, he puts it down into the hold of the ship, and still there's no success. The ship is still tossing in the waves. What's the problem? That anchor isn't made to be put on the ship. The anchor is made to be cast overboard into the sea, and to go down and to hold on to the bottom. And when the captain puts that anchor over, it holds fast and the ship is stable and secure. Now you and I can try to throw the anchor of our faith into the things that we have, or the anchor of our faith into the people around us. We can throw the anchor of our faith on the good income we have at work, or name a thousand other things that we tend to find our sense of security in. None of them is made for that anchor. The anchor of faith is made to be grounded in God and the promises of God. And when we throw that anchor overboard, it will find a rock in Jesus Christ on which to hold fast. Are you facing some loss in your life right now because of anxiety and fear and sorrow? If you have a relationship with God, you can base your security on that which cannot change. And like Job of old, you can say the Lord gave family, the Lord gave my possessions, the Lord gave my health. And the Lord has taken away. But, blessed be the name of the Lord. Because Job, though he was self-righteous, though his faith wasn't all perfect, nonetheless had a faith that persevered. His anchor was cast over unto God and his faith stood firm you know the amazing thing we have no evidence that Job ever learned in his lifetime what you and I know about his experience 
We have no evidence he ever understood what took place in the heavenlies and why all of this trouble came to him. But as a result of it, he got a deeper understanding of God. He got a clearer vision of God. His self-righteousness was broken. His faith renewed. And God blessed Job doubly. Everything that he had before was restored to him times two. Even his children, because he got ten more children after this to be added to the ten children who were still with the Lord. So God blessed Job. And today my plea with you is to place your faith for your security in Jesus Christ. And if you're not a Christian, to understand that you cannot have security in this world because we live in a changing world. The only place to find security is in the changeless Christ. And he invites you to come to him and to place your faith in him for the forgiveness of your sins. He invites you to have a relationship with him that will be the rock upon which your, found, your, your anchor can grab and rest through the storms that come in a world like we live in. Let's pray. With our heads bowed, perhaps you this morning are passing through a time of trouble, as did Job. Probably not to that extent. Very few ever have experienced the trouble that Job had. But nonetheless, your life seems to be tossed and turned in a raging sea of change. And what you have depended upon for your security is being stripped away. Will you today be sure that you have a relationship with God? If you've not trusted Christ, will you do it? If you have, will you remember who you are in Christ? And let your sense of security be found in that relationship with Him. Father, I pray that you, by your Spirit, will do that work in our hearts that will bring about a change of attitude about things in this changing world. I pray that you, by your Spirit, will help us to see and to believe that security is found only in your Son. And may we not go away from here, any of us, with the anchor of our ship resting on the deck somewhere. But may it be overboard where it belongs, anchoring us to the rock that is Christ. And this I pray in Christ's name. Amen.